You're listening to an Arts Mitten podcast. My name is Scott Wilson, and I'm a Guni Indian Gadjurong man from the northwest of Western Australia. And we're currently here at Metro Comic Con on Nam, Melbourne, sharing the first ever Aboriginal superhero universe in comic books. So you co-created the uh, Indigiverse, as you've called it, uh, which you're promoting here at Metro Comic Con. We're a few, few hours into the con. Uh, how are you finding it? Oh, it is absolutely uh, deadly. Uh, from <laughs> not only uh, thank you Metro Comic Con for uh, placing us at the front of the con, because uh, the traffic coming through and the people that are just getting around the Indigiverse asking questions, wanting to know what the Indigiverse is and uh, we're also grateful to be having a lot of opportunities to share that in radio and with you now Zach and uh, yeah it's just been such an awesome morning and it's the first day and we've sold so many comic books and uh, it's only going to get bigger and bigger. No, that's great. It is a really, really nice atmosphere here. Lots of people roaming about, which is fantastic. Can you tell us a little bit about the Indigiverse itself? What's it all about? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the Indigiverse is actually the oldest living cultures inspiring the newest living superheroes. And uh, my whole dream uh, since I was very young was uh, to uh, tell stories that uh, kind of uh, shared the representation of our peoples. And growing up, I loved Spider-Man. You know, I grew up with Spider-Man. And, uh, you know, seeing a lot of this representation of superheroes from all different cultures, I thought, you know, it's about time that we have our First Nations peoples uh, reflected in the superhero universe. And now we have the Indigiverse. And uh, we have created an umbrella for, you know, all First Nations peoples uh, to share their stories and have it protected and preserved through the Indigiverse. And so we've started with the Guniandi peoples, with my Thangandi, my language, what we speak from back home, all shared and protected in the story of Dakar, which is a young person uh, displaced away from country, growing up in Sydney, um, in the Eora Nation, and uh, actually being given this responsibility with the powers of the dreaming uh, to stop an antagonist that has taken it upon themselves to uh, try and reverse time to bring back what we're calling prior to colonization uh, to see what Australia would look like if colonization didn't happen. But my superhero is, uh, shares an holistic view which is about saving all peoples using the power of the dreaming. That sounds really like fascinating and uh, I can see you've also got that little Spider-Man patch on your yeah, jacket yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so were there any comics or other stories that inspired you growing up? Yeah, that's um, a good question. You know, I was very visual. I struggled to read when I was younger. I would uh, basically read a chapter of Harry Potter and I would not know what happened. I would have to read it like 20 times. Sorry, J.K. Rowling, but I just struggled to read. And uh, so comic books was that medium where it was visually representing uh, stories where I was able to actually follow the stories. Um, you know, Spider-Man uh, was at the heart of that, but I also loved watching uh, even the old uh, Superman uh, things on tape. You know, I had a tape that I watched over and over, and it was actually Superman against uh, Nazi Germany and a lot of those stories um, of those old tapes. And a lot of the movies that I was watching at the time all shared those heroes' journeys. And I just love the visual representation of those stories. And I was illustrating writing. You know, I was one of those uh, young people that uh, loved uh, being by themselves and was quite introverted in my very young age. And I just spent a lot of time in my room um, drawing, uh, writing, creating. And my parents always asked me, what the hell are you doing in, in your room, you know? And my aunties, and I did an interview on ABC, and 
and they were like, oh, we understand what you were doing. And so I've been creating this stuff behind the scenes for many years. Uh, any of the like things you created while you were younger uh, coming to fruition now uh, that you've actually been able to publish some of the work? Absolutely. Like every single thing. It's like back when I graduated high school, I had a story and I held on to that story and I wrote it down and then I just in the past five years started illustrating it myself and then bang, uh, you know, it went from an imagination, something in my, a figment of my imagination and I put it on paper, made it a reality and then the universe uh, manifested that with the connections and networking across all the cons that I've been through over the last five years which led me to some really awesome peoples like Tom Taylor who's here now at Metro Comic Con who uh, an amazing storyteller and creator um, that led me to Wolfgang Bilsma, the co-creator, co-founder of Gestalt Comics that uh, took uh, my idea when I shared with him all of my illustration and said, when do we start? And so everything is history, you know? I feel like if you're listening to this and you have an idea, put it down on paper, get it out there. Even I was uh, not the greatest artist or illustrator, but I put it down on paper and did everything that I could, used whatever I had, even paint. I had only the software of paint on my computer, you know, the old computers, and I just used the hell out of that. And people looked at some of my early illustrations and said, how did you do that? I said, I did that through paint because I had no money, no budget whatsoever. I just, it was pure passion, pure networking and connecting to awesome, pure people. Yeah, I love that. That's fantastic. Uh, so the Indigiverse launched uh, June last year. Yeah. Uh, so how's the reception been? Oh, brother, uh, the reception was um, out of this world. It was galactic. It was uh, a whole Indigiverse of itself. Um, you know, we sold out. We had a limited edition, 200 copies of comic books that we sold there, and uh, they all went within, I think, the first day. Uh, you know, uh, day two of uh, that con, we were struggling. People were coming up. We had to say, no, we don't have any comic books left. And uh, that was the first uh, entrance into the Indigiverse, you know, and the reception... And I just want to say thank you to all the peoples out there that are coming on this Indigenous journey with us. Fantastic. Uh, identity is also just a really important theme in like comic books and superhero stories. I mean, it's a big thing for Spider-Man specifically. Yeah. Uh, so how does identity play into your own work? Oh, it's everything. I feel like uh, writing these stories, uh, uh, you have to give a piece of yourself. Um, you have to get into a state of vulnerability and also when you're moving into theta and uh, those theta brainwaves and into that creativity, uh, you know, it's all you. That authenticity that bleeds out through the pen or through the, uh, the typing of the laptop, uh, you know, identity is a big part of that and staying true to that identity. And uh, with the Indigiverse, everything is truly uh, connected to who I am and my First Nations culture from back home, uh, from the names and the characters of the people. Uh, Warnu, all the elder protectors are actually my elders from back home and I pay homage to them. And uh, with NADOC also being uh, for our elders as, as our theme, it is just so uh, important that we pay respects to the people that have paved the way for what we have today. And we have so much freedom, so much uh, autonomy and self-determination now that we need to be thriving uh, because they went through a system of surviving and it's time for us to thrive. And uh, so the identity that I'm portraying through Indigiverse and Dark Art in particular is of a young person actually isn't in this state of deficit in terms of the character, but in the space of, oh, this here's a First Nations person, although they are displaced, 
AI intelligent, you know. Um, this is a superhero that uh, has awesome intelligence, who is, uh, performs, does all this stuff, but now hit with the responsibility with all these superpowers. And it's kind of like this choice that Spider-Man had with being young or actually taking on this responsibility to uh, save the world. Um, and in this case, I always felt that in my identity is like, do I go and do something that I love or do I go and, uh, you know, the responsibility I have to my community. And so I've molded both of those things and doing something I love with uh, my responsibility to my community. So we're preserving everything through our comic books, uh, protecting everything and setting a precedent for protection. That's fantastic. And I mean, it's fantastic to be able to do something you love and carry that responsibility both <laughs> at the same time. That's amazing. Uh, you also kind of lent into what I was going to kind of beginning to close things off, ask about, uh, but with this week being NADOC week and the theme being for our elders, can you tell us a bit about the elders that have inspired you that are in your comics? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, the main uh, elder protector that you see in the first issue is Warnu, and Warnu is my grandfather, and he's actually now sitting back on my community in Mulija, uh, near Fitzroy Crossing in the Kimberley. And uh, those elders hold the stories. My um, other Jabi or Jaminji, all our grandfathers there from Mervyn Street hold specific stories. And although I have the cultural right to share my language, to protect and preserve it, uh, there's a line of cultural authority where we have to go to our elders that hold the story, that protect the stories, that have been sharing these stories for generations, that uh, they hold a cultural authority to give permission to use those stories. And uh, my elders have given me permission to use and support me in terms of telling those stories. And they've also shared, especially my Jabi Mervin, that we are the next story holders. You know, and, uh, and I pay homage to our elders because without them, we wouldn't have these stories to tell without the resilience, the persistence, blood, sweat and tears that have gone into maintaining and sustaining our culture. It's just been, uh, without them, we wouldn't have the indigenous. Without them, I don't think I'd be here. And, uh, and so uh, this whole universe is uh, a celebration of all that they've fought for to have, uh, for us to have what we have today. And so my mom and dad is also big role models as well. And they've worked within the communities from Broome all the way up uh, to Kananara, where my dad is from, Gadrong people. Um, and they've worked so hard in terms of building that wealth of knowledge and that intergenerational wealth. And uh, when I talk about wealth, I talk about connection to people, connection to culture, connection to language, connection to the land. And I've been so blessed to have that intergenerational wealth because of my elders and because of my mom and dad. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for talking to me today. I really hope you enjoy the rest of Metro Comic Con and anyone listening, please make sure you check out the Indigiverse for more fantastic stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you, uh, my brother, for your time and also to everyone out there. Enjoy NADOC Week and uh, take on uh, this reminder within NADOC Week that our First Nations culture is for all Australians to be immersed in, to protect, to share, to celebrate for the other 51 weeks in the year. So thank you and stay deadly. Thanks for listening to an Art Smitten podcast. You can listen to Art Smitten live every Saturday from 12pm on Sin.